The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are grateful for all you have done for us already. And Lord, we know that you have a better ending in store for us. Even in spite of all you've done already, you are still going to make it better for us. Even as we come to the end of this year. And so we thank you in anticipation of that which you are set to do already. Which you have even begun to do already. And we invite you into our meet again this morning. Send your word to us. Speak to our hearts individually and collectively help us to hear from you and help us to lay hold on that which you have in store for us this morning we give you the praise we give you the glory in the name of Jesus and someone that is excited to be in the house of the Lord shouted it louder amen hallelujah Let's have our seats. Praise God forevermore. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8. I believe it's a verse we know very, very well. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 says, The end of a thing is better than its beginning. Hallelujah. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm led of God to prophesy over us again this morning. This year we end better for you in Jesus' name. This year will end better for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I say it one more time. This year will end better for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God. And we can say that boldly because the scripture says here that's the end of a thing. And that can include a year. It will be better than the beginning. Can somebody declare boldly this morning... My end will be better than my beginning. Let me hear you say concerning 2023. My end will be better than the beginning. Glory be to God. Help me prophesy to a neighbor. Look at a neighbor this morning and say God is going to put a bigger smile on your face. Tell that neighbor I can see you are smiling now. <laughs> But God is going to give you a bigger smile, a wider smile, a better smile in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. As we are wrapping up this year, we, we've started teaching on this theme of stronger, better, and richer. And I want to focus more on the better part of that phrase this morning. We talked quite some about strength and stronger in the last couple of weeks. 
you need to keep reminding yourself and understand that God always wants things to be better for you. Always. Hallelujah. Even if you find yourself in a difficult situation or a tough situation, um, God's will is that it should be better for you. God doesn't want hardship or difficulty for any one of us, his children. And even though he permits us to go through things like that from time to time, his will is always for you to come out better on the other side. Can I hear a loud amen? Hallelujah. That's how simple God is. Um, if, if you are in a very, very tough spot, you can be rest assured that um, God wants you to come out better. And that's why it's important to be strong even when you are going through difficult times. Because if you are not strong in the place of adversity, you will be tempted to throw in the towel or you will even throw in the towel. And you will have given up before you actually come to experience that better ending or that better thing that, that God has for you. Hallelujah. It's always better with God, even if you are going through a wonderful time. Even if you are going through the best time with God, there's no limit. So God can come to you and say, wow, you're doing so well. You're so happy. You're so full of joy. You're so full of testimonies. And what he has for you at that point in time, you know, I have something better for you. Help me tell somebody, God has something better for you. God has something better for you. Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews 6, 9. In fact, I think a lot of verses I want to share with us or speak from today is in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9. And it, you, you see that phrase, better, 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 in the book of Hebrews a lot because of what Apostle Paul was trying to do with that letter. He wrote that letter to the Hebrews, the Jewish people. And they had an old covenant and they had seen God do so many amazing things. I mean, they had the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, God of Moses, God of David, God of Solomon. So they already knew about the power of God, the wonders of God, the greatness of God. And they thought that, I mean, in fact, they, they thought God was their exclusive right. That God was for them and things like that. So what Apostle Paul was trying to do in the book of Hebrews was to let them know, yeah, you have seen God at work, you have seen the wonders of God, you have seen the power of God, you've seen miracles, but God has now done something better. Somebody shout better. better. Hallelujah. And he was trying to get them to leave that old covenant that they were relying on and come into the better new covenant that God had in store for them. Praise God. So Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9, he said, But beloved, we are confident. Of course, some of them had accepted the gospel. So primarily, they were the ones who was writing the gospel to. The Jewish people that were now born again. And he was trying to let them know that what they have in Christ is far better than what they had under the laws of Moses. We are confident of better things concerning you. Hallelujah. 
Yes, things that accompany salvation. Though we speak to you in this manner. Confidence. Hallelujah. I want you to get to that part where you are confident that God has better things for you. Confidence. Things happen that shake our confidence, that rattle our confidence. And Paul said, We are confident, and you should be confident. That God has better things concerning you. Better things in store. We are confident of better things concerning you. In other words, when we look at you, when we think about you, and when we think about what God is doing, we are confident that God's plan and God's will is to make it better for you. Praise God. And I love that part where he said, these, are, these things are things that accompany salvation. They come with our salvation package. They come with our redemption package. In other words, if you are saved, if you are born again, if you are redeemed, that capacity for it to be better for you is already in the redemption package. Praise God. It's what Solomon meant when he said the path of the just shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. In other words, if you are born again, if you have been saved by the Lord, if you are redeemed, the path that God has ordained for you is for things to keep getting better and better. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Glory be to God. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. And this is what it means when it says things that accompany salvation. Hebrews chapter 12, um, another very popular passage of scripture. But let's read it again this morning. We read from verse 22. Hebrews 12 from verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Can somebody shout out loud this morning, I have come to Mount Zion. You can shout loud and say, I have come to Mount Zion. To the city of the living God. Say right here and now. I am seated in Mount Zion. In the heavenly places. With Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's where we are. And if you read the previous verses, it was actually, I don't want us to go into that, but again, this is what he was doing all through the book. He was comparing what they had now in Christ to what they had under the law in Moses. So in that Hebrews chapter 12, he was saying, under the law of Moses, they came to Mount Sinai. And God's presence came down upon the mountain. And they saw the cloud, they saw the darkness, and there was an earthquake, and they were afraid, and all that. Says now we are in a better place. We don't come to church and we are afraid of the presence of God. In fact, we love the presence of God. We are trying to break into and press into the presence of God. And it's not that God is weak out, our God stepped down with power. Or oh, is less powerful now? No. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, 
to an innumerable company of angels. Hallelujah. To the general assembly. Look at the different ways he's trying to describe the church and specifically the presence of God. Because that's what they experienced when they came to that Mount Sinai, when God came and delivered the Old Testament to Moses. Numerable company of angels. The general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. Hallelujah. My name is registered in heaven. Praise God. Somebody did not want that to pass them by, so they claimed it for themselves. That's good. Hallelujah. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. You have come to Jesus. Somebody say, I've come to Jesus. The mediator of the new covenant. Hallelujah. And that really is emphasis. The better things that are available to us, it is because we have a covenant, a better covenant, by the way. The new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. In fact, he even went back here beyond the covenant of Moses and went all the way back to the covenants God made with them in Genesis. So God had always dealt by covenant with man. He had a covenant with Adam and Eve in the garden before they fell. Covenant simply means an agreement. And that's how God deals with human beings. And in that agreement, God will reveal, this is what I'm going to do for you. And these are my terms. And even when men fell, when after Adam and Eve had sinned, God still had a covenant with them. And that's why when Cain killed Abel, and that's what he's referring to here, the Bible said the blood of Abel was speaking from the ground and crying out for vengeance. Because God had a covenant with them. God had a covenant with them. God was always going to protect them and preserve them and keep them and bless them. That's what they were doing in Genesis chapter 4, I believe, when the Bible said um, Abel brought a more excellent sacrifice. Why were they sacrificing to God? They had a covenant with him. And Abel was walking in the consciousness of that covenant. Please stay with me very briefly this morning. And he was doing it in a more excellent way than his brother Cain. And God started showing to Abel, or showing before all of them, that Abel was doing it better. There was, Abel's life was just looking better than Cain's life. Cain got jealous, he killed him. And that blood started speaking. For God to take vengeance. So any covenant that God had made before the covenant that is available in Christ, the covenant available in Christ is better. Hallelujah. To the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 8.6, look at this verse as well. Hebrews 8 and verse 6. But now, talking about Jesus, 
he has obtained a more excellent ministry in as much as he's also mediator. What we just read in Hebrews chapter 12. Mediator of a better covenant. Which was established on better promises. A better covenant established on better promises. A better covenant established on better promises. Somebody say, that's what I have. Say it again, that's what I have. I have a better covenant established on a better promise or established on better promises. And this is what, listen, this is what is giving us or this is what should give us covenants, should give us confidence that things will be better for us. Hallelujah. Confident of better things concerning you. I want you to pray just for a few minutes where you are seated. Say, in the name of Jesus. Come on, open your mouth and pray. No one will pray this for you. Say, in the name of Jesus. Because I have a better covenant. Based on a better promise. I believe things will be better for me. This year and season. In Jesus' mighty name. Spiritually, things will be better. Financially, things will be better. In my relationships, things will be better. Maritally, things will be better. Financially, things will be better. On my job, in my business, in my career, things will be better. Concerning my health, things will be better for me. In the name of Jesus, the end of this year will be better in Jesus' mighty name. Open your mouth and just pray in the Holy Ghost as we declare that this morning. The end of this year. I want you to pray. Don't be passive about this. Just pray. Based on the covenant I have, the better covenant based on better promises, it will end better for me. Things will be better for me. In the name of Jesus. One more minute. Come on, pray and prophesy. It will be better. 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 The end will be better for me than the beginning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Now, the interesting thing about better, better is a very, very interesting word. It's a word that compares things. Please, this is where I'm going to this morning. We've established that it's God's will. It's God's will, it's God's plan for things to be better for us. That's the kind of covenant we have. But when you start contending for better things, you have to understand that you are, you are comparing. 
And really where I'm going to this morning or where God is leading me to this morning is that you need to understand that when you start operating or start believing or start contending for better things, you are now dealing with choices and options. Choices and options. And how you choose and what you choose is what will ultimately determine whether you come into that better ending or that better place God has for you. Are you still with me this morning? I have set before you life and death. Choose life that you and your descendants may live. Now, he didn't say it in that verse, but I'm sure you can answer this question. Which one is better, life or death? <laughs> Talk to me. So choose life. In fact, look at this, that, that scripture we read, Ecclesiastes 7, 8. Please watch this. The end of a thing is better than the beginning. That establishes really, and based on the other scriptures we've read, what God's plan is. God wants your end to be better. God wants your tomorrow to be better than your yesterday. Than your yesterday. But he now said, the patient in spirit is what? Better than the proud in spirit. So, there are two spirits that are gaining for your attention. There is a patient spirit and then there is a proud spirit. You can operate with a patient spirit or you can choose a proud spirit. A patient spirit will deliver the better ending for you. A proud spirit, we're going to define that proud spirit properly for you now. A proud spirit will not give you the better ending. Anytime you are contending for better, there are choices, there are options. The way you are sitting right now, just right where you are, you are faced with choice. If, if you are talking about better, ah, I want better finances. I want better health. I want a better marriage. I want a better family. I want a better career. I want to make more money. I want better, better, better. You are faced with options. You are faced with life or death. You are faced with choices. And how you choose will ultimately determine. God's will is settled. God has no, there's nothing that can happen that will change God's plan. God's intention is clear. I want it to be better for you. The covenant I've established is a better covenant. It is based on better promises. My plan is better, but you now have options. And someone can, November 2023, you can either operate with a patient spirit. What do you mean patient spirit? Ah, January, God's word came to me. Promise me, I've not seen it. February, it, it came to me. I, it promised me, I've not seen it. Ah, June, I've still not seen it, but I'm still believing. You see, I'm patient. I'm choosing to be consistent. Patient simply means you are consistent. You are doing what God has told you. And in, the, in, in this kind of phrase, okay, let, let, let me use scriptures. I, I'll quote it because of time. I don't want to, I don't want to dwell too much. Um, James says what? Count it all what? 
I think we need to read that one. Let me, let, let's read this one. Because this ties to what we were talking about last week. Look at that, James, quickly. James chapter 2. Sorry. Glory be to God. Because we were talking last week about joy being your strength. Hmm? James chapter 1 from verse 2. My brethren, let, let's quickly define patient spirit. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith does what? Produces patience. But let what? Patience. Talk to me, somebody. Have a... That you may be what? That you may be what? That you may be what? So that is the end. In fact, we can say that is the better end that God has for you. That I may be what? Perfect and complete. You know, the beautiful thing about perfection with God is when you arrive at perfection from where you are, you will now see another horizon of perfection. <laughs> Praise God. And that will now be a new, better ending. Praise God. See, that, that's operating with a patient spirit. Notice you are supposed to do that in the midst of a trial. We, we said last week that joy is your strength. And that's why he's saying that even when you are going through trials, choose joy. In fact, the option of joy is also a choice. Praise God. Because you are the one that will choose whether you want to bear the fruit of joy or not. What is a proud spirit? Look at Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's use Bible to define Bible or to interpret Bible. Hallelujah. Habakkuk chapter 2. So I've been waiting. I, I love that testimony our sister shared with us. She, she prayed she wanted something better, a better ending in her business. She didn't exactly tell us when the breakthrough, she didn't put on, but she said it was last year that she, she was believing. But a time came where not only did God do for her what she wanted, Ephesians 3.20, God did much more than she asked for. Hallelujah. Somebody say better promises. No, a better covenant based on better promises. Hallelujah. But between that time and when she prayed or when she believed and when it happened, that's when you need patience. That's when you need to be patient. Patience as in you still believe God's word, you are still praying, you are still um, confessing. That patience doesn't mean you are perfect. Hello? In fact, you see that, yeah, you've made a mistake. Hey, I didn't pray because I was feeling discouraged. Hey, I didn't rejoice because I was feeling depressed. You bring, you get back again. I'm going to start rejoicing again. I'm going to start praying again. Patience. Look at a proud spirit here. So from verse 1, I will stand up my watch, set myself on my ramparts, and watch to see what he will say to me, and what I will answer when I'm corrected. Then the Lord answered and said to me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run that reads it. Hallelujah. Verse 3, let's read that one together. One, two, go. Appointed time. Go on. At the end, it will what? And it will not? Go on. Do it. What should you do? Because? Hallelujah. 
The vision is yet for an appointment. What God has told you, what God has revealed to you, you are going to get married. You are going to have a wonderful family. You are going to have beautiful children. You are going to have a great career. The vision is yet for an appointed time. But you will see in a moment, the next verse, you need a patient spirit. And that's what Paul was, I mean, um, Solomon was teaching in Ecclesiastes. The end is better. What God has promised. James said, a perfect and complete end. Lacking nothing. That's what God has promised. So he does that the one that is patient in spirit is better than the one that is proud. Look at the proud spirit here. Verse 4. So, verse 3 again, the vision is for an appointed time, but at the end, it will speak. It's amazing that sometimes it will, not sometimes, but based on the scripture, it won't speak in the beginning, it won't speak in the middle, it's at the end it will speak. Though it tarries, wait for it. How should I wait? With patience. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. When, when, when Bible talks about proud, you need to define it with scripture. Look at the way it explains proud here. He, he, he used proud to juxtapose faith. Behold the proud, the soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. So pride where God is concerned, particularly in situations like this, when you have a word, you have a promise, somebody look at me very carefully this morning, I hear what I'm saying. You have an expected end, glory be to God. Pride where God is concerned is where you lack faith or when you stop believing. And that's where people drop the ball of patience. The patient in spirit is better than what? Proud in spirit. So in that place of counting it joy, Tarring for the vision, waiting for what I'm praying for to manifest, trusting God to do what he has promised me he will do, keep believing, being consistent, continuing to do what God has told me to do. Even when I miss it, I get back on the saddle again, I continue, that is patience. Hello, somebody? When I stop, being patient, I have switched over to this place where pride has kicked in and it's coming from a place of lack of faith. And that's the wrong option. You see, when you're talking about better, there are options. Which one are you choosing? Which one are you choosing? When you read the book of Solomon, the Proverbs of Solomon, Particularly when he starts teaching about better, you will see these things. He's always talking about it. He will say things like, a good name is better than silver and gold. So you are better off choosing to maintain a good name, choosing integrity. Don't soil your name. Don't lie. Don't deceive. Don't mess up your reputation for the sake of money. See, in that place of pressure, there is that things contending with you. Should I grab the money? Ah, they've come, they've placed a bribe before you. No. Choose a good name. Let me give you one very funny that I read. <laughs> and this is just to encourage someone. This was Paul. Paul wrote this one. Paul said, it's better to marry 
than to born in the flesh. I think this is a very good message for single people. A day like this that we are going to have um, heartbeat, Abby. Say, go and marry. If there's a single person around you, look at them. Say, it's better to marry. <laughs> Tell them now. Than to born. So I'm, I'm talking about options. Please, look, look at me. Look at me. Look at what I'm saying. Please catch what I'm saying. When we are going for a better end, there are options. You can choose to marry. Some people are not marrying because they are, and I'm, I'm not saying this to any particular individual person. I'm just teaching. Somebody say, Pastor is teaching. Concerning a better end. So you can wait for things to be perfect. And while you are doing that, you are burning. You are under pressure. You are even falling into things you should not be doing because you are burning. Say, it's better for you to marry. Go and marry. I think there are more single people on this side. So let me go and marry. <laughs> better. Better. Solomon wrote, I, I, I mean, I, I could open all these verses, but he said something very powerful. He said, talking about wisdom, he said, my riches are better than silver and gold. Choose wisdom over money. Praise God. In other words, when they present you with financial gains and you know what they are telling you to do is contrary to God's wisdom, somebody say options towards your better end. So you know, there's a road that seems right to man, but the end is what? Destruction. Hallelujah. Look at this one. Talking about this. I mean, you know, yesterday we talked about strength. Am I right or am I right? I mean, last week. In fact, last week we talked about what? Strength. We talked about the importance for you to be strong, spiritually speaking. Solomon wrote in another proverb, he said, wisdom is better than strength. Hallelujah. That is a, a place you come to that you choose wisdom. Somebody say, I choose wisdom. Choose wisdom. Listen, this is what God told me to tell you as I wrap up this morning. You are facing choices right now. You are facing choices. You, are, you can choose to be patient while you are on the way to the end that God has in store for you. And while you are being patient, you are choosing joy. Somebody say, I choose joy. Declare, I choose to count it all joy. As I go through trials and temptations. Hallelujah. I can be joyful or you can choose to be sorrowful. Say, the day today is holy. This season you are in is holy unto the Lord. Don't choose sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's a choice. Hello, somebody. You can choose the word of God. You can choose the promise of God. You can choose the way of God. Or you can choose something else. And that's what we need to deal with when we want a better ending. Our choices is what is going to determine ultimately the better end that God has for us. Hallelujah. Now, having said that, I want to encourage somebody, please, that you have made wrong choices in the past. I, I love the um, speaker in the Money Matters class today, talking about how 
the wrong choices he had made, where borrowing money and all that. That you have made wrong choices in the past doesn't mean the better end God has for you is still not in view. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Let me tell somebody something powerful this morning. Look at me. God's plan for you has not changed. The end that God has ordained for you has not changed. The future that God has for you has not changed. What needs to change is the choices you are making. Ask your neighbor for me, are you choosing joy right now? Are you choosing joy? Are you choosing joy? Are you choosing faith? Are you choosing hope in the things of God? Choices. Hallelujah. And that's how you are going to come to your better ending. Glory be to God. Is somebody ready to finish well? Is somebody ready to finish well? Glory be to God. We, we did something powerful on Wednesday. I want us to do it again this morning. We're going to pray and believe God for miracles. That's, I, I want us to use about 10 minutes doing that this morning. Hallelujah. But this is where you're going to start from. You're going to ask God. I'm going to invite you to pray in a moment. Please hear me and hear me very well. You're going to pray very soon prayers. You're going to ask God, God, help me to make the right choices. Help me to make the right from where I am, right from where you are. Help me to make the right choices that will bring me to my better end. Can I tell somebody something? It's not too late. The other day I was talking about Jonah. When the word of God came to him, go to Nineveh and preach to them. The Bible said Jonah kept going and was running away. Wrong choices, wrong choices, wrong choices, wrong choices. He ended up in the belly of a whale. Hallelujah. Then for the first time in the whole ordeal, he now made the right choice to pray to God. <laughs> Praise God. And God delivered him. There's somebody here, it feels as if you're in the belly of the whale. But hear the word of the Lord this morning. If you will make the right choice from where you are, you will be amazed what God will do for you in the next few weeks and in the next few months. Praise God. That prophecy of six months like six years is still available over somebody's life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. But it is predicated on right choices. Somebody say right choices. Right choices. It's never too late with God. Hallelujah. He that is patient in spirit is better than he that is proud in spirit. I want to quickly talk to those that are, please, let me use the word of scripture, proud in spirit. Because things have not happened year after year, month after month, prophecy after prophecy. You know, the Bible said hope delayed makes the heart sick. And before we begin to pray, I want you to examine yourself very briefly this morning. That it has not happened does not mean God has changed his mind concerning you. Hallelujah. That it has not yet happened does not mean you can't have a better ending. A proud spirit. Listen, a proud spirit or a proud that is you have lost hope, you have lost confidence. He said, we are confident of better things concerning you. Just because time has gone, though it tarries, said, wait for it. Be patient. Believe again. 
tell God, I put my confidence in you. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, I don't know how, you're, but I, I can see your word. Somebody say, I can see God's word. And I believe your word. Choose a patient spirit. Glory be to God. If I'm talking to you, shout a loud amen this morning. Amen. Choose a patient spirit. Choose a patient spirit. Bible said in his time, God makes all things beautiful. Hallelujah. In his time. But we need to be patient until that happens. Hallelujah. Quickly rise up on your feet this morning. First prayer, say heavenly father. I need to hear somebody raise their voice. Heavenly father. I ask for your wisdom. To make the right choices. From where I am right now. Help me to choose joy over sorrow. Help me to choose hope over hopelessness. Help me to choose faith over unbelief. Help me to choose. Come on, declare. Help me to choose a patient spirit over a proud spirit. Thank you, Father, that the better end that you have prepared for me is still in store for me. And as I pray this morning, I thank you for your grace that comes afresh upon me to experience the better ending that you have for me in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Talk to God this morning. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Pastor, can you hold on for a few minutes? I want to hear the people pray. I don't want the microphone to drown your voice. Pray, pray, pray. A patient spirit. A patient spirit is better, better. You can choose patience from this very moment. Perhaps you have not been praying. Perhaps you have not been seeking. Perhaps you have not been asking. You can choose a patient spirit. You can choose right. You can choose right. And as you pray, pray with joy in your heart. Don't be gloomy and sorrowful. That's the wrong choice. Lift your voice and let God know, I believe in your word that I have a better covenant based on better promises and I am confident of better things where my life is concerned that the end will be better than the beginning. Come on, talk to God this morning. You pray, you pray. It's still our season of notable miracles, of signs and wonders, of God doing exceedingly abundantly for you much more than you can imagine. Even like we had from today's testimony. But what to do is to be patient, be patient, be consistent, continue to believe, continue to ask, continue to seek, continue to knock, continue to worship, continue to sow, continue to serve. Be patient as you wait for the manifestation of God's spirit and God's grace in your life. Though it tarry, wait for it. Be patient, wait for it for it will surely come to pass it will not tarry help me to choose right help me to choose right choose right help me to choose right help me to choose right 
help me to choose right help me to choose right Eketo sataya la bege doso. Eya kata sataya la bege de geyata sata tata. Eketo soto payala bege de geyala ka. Eya la vara baba 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 baba. Egedo soto yala kasa. Eketo sataya la pasha. Count it all joy <laughs> when you fall into diverse temptations and trials. Count it all joy knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Father, help me to choose joy. Help me to choose joy. Hey, In the name of Jesus. I, I quoted this while I was, while I was preaching. Hear it again. I want us to pray based on this. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. Or I will say before you today. God is not against us. Hallelujah. I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Can somebody shout, I choose life. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.